Welcome everybody to the Hoyt Bow Hunting Podcast. I'm going to try something a little, little unique on this one. We are going to be doing a 2021 rut report. So today is actually November 1st, and I have gotten Mr. Zach Kurtzals, president of Hoyt, on the phone with me. And Zach, you are actually in camp right now. Where are you at? I'm in just outside of Lincoln, Kansas. Nice. And you guys got there when? Uh, we drove out here on Friday, believe it. Well, today's the first, right? I think Friday was the 29th. We started hunting on Saturday the 30th. Perfect. So you've got, you got two days in, um, you got a couple guys in camp. So we've, the, we hunted three, we've hunted three days now, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Perfect. Now and we got, we've got, uh, there's six hunters in camp. Okay. And so kind of what we're wanting to do is, is get a feel for not only where you're at, but the activity that you're seeing for the time of year with it being November 1st again and morning versus evening activity. So I understand that you have already had some success. Is that correct? Yeah, I shot a buck and a doe. <laughs> so you're tagged out. I'm done. Yeah, I got a turkey tag, but I don't feel like sitting in a tree stand for a turkey right now. <laughs> what kind of temperatures are you guys seeing right now? Today, the high was 46. I think the low this morning when we got up was about 36 degrees. It's uh, supposed to trend that way. Should be almost identical tomorrow. Be a little bit colder in the morning. Um, we had a 37% chance of rain this evening, and we actually are getting some sprinkles right now, but it's not expected to do much. Um, and then the rest of the week, there's there's no moisture in the forecast, but uh, a little bit of a steady incline in daytime temperatures. Um, by the end of the week, looking like it's going to be in the low to mid 50s. Um, but for the majority of this week, the highs are going to be in the mid to low 40s. So um, it's ideal for, you know, from a temperature standpoint, the deer, uh, they don't have an excuse to not be up and moving around because of heat. Uh, they can use whatever other excuse they have in their, in their <laughs> book of, or in their arsenal of options. Yeah. And knowing me, I always draw the short straw on those and don't see it. <laughs> Where you guys are at, what are you seeing as far as, crop harvest do you still have a bunch of stuff in what's what's yeah everything's really everything's really really late so where we are there's a ton of milo uh there's some beans but uh they i mean they all wanted to cut you know before the end of october obviously and uh just the the way that the storms have been spread out they just can't get the moisture down so they've cut a couple of milo, milo fields around us in the last day they started in on a field tonight i don't know if it's sprinkling enough to to you know that crop moisture is critical from a, mm -hmm. um you know when they cut it they don't want to have anything i think they got to have less than 20 percent moisture um so especially on milo with those heads exposed so they're they're um they're trying to get it in but you know the weather's not helping them all that much so there is a lot of milo out there in fact the buck that i killed he died in a milo field um that has since been cut so that has been cleared out um but yeah plenty of crops around everybody i would i mean my milo is usually out early to mid october at the latest so um they're late they know it too so on your buck was that a morning or an evening sit that was an evening sit uh i had 
a doe and a mm, a fawn, but an older fawn, and uh, they were hanging out around me, and I was just watching them. And uh, this doe out there, the buck actually come in from behind me, um, out of the Milo out of the Milo field, and uh, yeah, he just walked. I heard him crunch crunch behind me, and that's what uh, gave me the heads up that there was somebody in the in the neighborhood that I hadn't didn't really know about. So it's funny you can sit next to a Milo field and look at it all all afternoon and never see nothing in it, and then turn your back on it and something walks out of it so uh, yeah they're definitely tricky like that but yeah uh i sat the same stand in the morning um i had a big 10 point come underneath me but he was cruising he didn't give me a chance and um you know he went by me and i it, it was uh it was late morning probably probably 10 10 10 30 when he came through um but i didn't have a lot of activity we're still seeing a ton of activity at night uh lots of bucks on cameras um you know anywhere from 8 p.m till four in the morning right now so still a lot of nocturnal um when we drove i picked up a hunter this evening and when we were driving back to the cabin uh the lights flashed across the field and there was a, a pretty good uh eight point chasing a doe so the chase is on i mean we're 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 seeing the um the does or i mean the bucks engaging with the does and starting to to move into that direction so i think we're we're on the we're on the verge of of uh a couple of lights out days here when your buck got up out of that milo and headed your direction did he have visible line of sight of those does or was it something that I, you think he was just headed I, in that general direction i have no idea <laughs> like i said i wasn't looking at the milo but he came out of it right at right. I mean, literally right next to my tree. So uh, my guess is he saw those does because that when they came in from the east, Milo would have been off to the south of me. And um, they were in the opening. They're in the open right next to that Milo field. So he could have easily seen him come in there. And he wasn't but about 10 or 15 minutes, you know, probably 10 minutes behind him. So he could have saw him go in there. I really don't know. So I know you're using that new Garmin. What uh, what did it say for distance on him? 22. It was 22-yard shot. So not even and a chip was, shot for you. <laughs> he was quartering away from me really, really hard. And uh, I'm shooting those uh, Sever 2.1s. And, you know, anytime you shoot an expandable on a quartering shot, it's always a little bit unnerving. But I was pretty impressed, man. I, I put it right in front of that, that rear hip and uh, into the paunch. And then it went right up into his cavity. And I didn't have any glance or nothing. It just pulled it right in there. So uh, for those of you who are, you know, worried about expandables on, uh, on sharp angles, that sever showed me something this, this week. And you ran that same broadhead on your Wyoming hunt, correct? Yeah, I ran this. I shot the same the sever 2.1 on my uh on my bull elk in wyoming perfect there's a there's definitely a testament to the broadhead 2.1 inch on a what eight eight and a half nine and a half i mean super mature bull up in wyoming and then yeah filling your kansas tag on it yeah 
Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with them. Broadheads are one of those things, right? If you're successful with them, you love them. And if you're, mm-hmm. and if they, if they let you down, you'll hate them till you die. So there's no yeah. middle ground on broadheads for anybody. I don't think. Nope. There's yeah. No better statement of fact right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fact. So awesome. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he went about 200 yards and, and, uh, it was pretty dark. I mean, I let him sit cause I knew that that shot was, I had to go up through the guts and I just wanted to make sure I got into those vitals and we just, we, we'd blood trail him right to the edge of the mile and then we, we left him there for the night and we found him the next morning, 50 yards from where we stopped looking, but it was the right move. Just make sure he's, you know, I didn't want to bump him in a Milo field and not have good blood. So that's what we did. We found him. Yeah. He's and probably a three, he's probably a three-year-old, three and a half-year-old, just an eight. I'll be honest with you. I thought he was a lot bigger when uh, when I decided to go after him, but um, you know, it happens. Yep, it does. And it's I find it hard, especially not being you know back home where I grew up in Kansas, um, not being around there nearly as much and getting to see, especially whitetails on the hoof. My judging when I see them, especially from an elevated stand like that. My, it goes to the toilet and you know they all of a sudden gain 20 inches when i'm up in a tree stand versus when i'm on the ground where i can see them well he came up underneath me just on my left side he probably wasn't five yards from me and i peeked around the corner and i thought there was a 150 inch eight point stand in there and i think he's about 135 so your 20 is about right <laughs> <laughs> But I don't regret it. I had fun. It was it was fun to be in the stand again. And, you know, you learn lessons every time you go out there. So that's, that's all that matters. Yep. And if you if you aren't learning something, then take a step back and rethink and reevaluate and remember what we're doing it for. Yeah. Yes, sir. So anyway, there was uh, I would say this, like the activity tonight was significantly improved. I saw a giant uh, nine point walking across came out of uh, some CRP and he was coming across an open hillside and, and he was an absolute stud. Um, the guys that were in stands today, they reported a lot more activity, pretty consistent activity throughout the day. Um, mostly does, but you know, a few smaller bucks here and there. And so, you know, I would anticipate with the coolness that we have on the next few days here, um, I can, I would anticipate that we're going to continue to see some activity gains and, uh, you know, it might just be right around the corner before bucks are pinning does down. Yeah. Well, and, and if you, if guys are paying any attention to the moon phase coming up, we've got a dark moon coming. We also have a red moon coming, I believe starting the seventh through the 10th or 11th. So temperatures are dropping. You've got dark of the moon coming. You've got a red moon coming in. Um, everything's kind of lining up here next couple days, um, should be, should be really picking up. I know, uh, my buddy is not far from you guys, um, in Western Kansas. And he actually tagged our number one target, buck tonight about five 30, um, field edge, falling a doe and a fawn in. And we initially judged that one based on trail camera photos around 150, 155. And yeah, Zach, I gotta be honest, looking at those pictures I showed you. I'm thinking that buck's 170, 173. <laughs> so, well, I'm, I'm looking at the hunt. 
I'm looking at the hunt and fish times right now, the active hours. And today's active hours, the best was 9.13 to 11.13 this morning and uh, 3, basically 3.30 to 4.30 in the afternoon. And so those are going to shift again an hour tomorrow. Yeah. So it's going to, it could get even, even a little bit crazier tomorrow evening, but the morning, you know, the morning's not going to really get good until 10, uh, maybe even closer to lunchtime. So tomorrow might be a good day to stay in the stand all day. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we definitely appreciate the updates and can't wait to see your buck when you get back to the office. All right, man. All right, sir. Appreciate it. Good luck next couple of days and we'll see you here shortly, probably on the interstate. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Evan. Hey, guys, as we continue our 2021 rut report, again, this is still November 1st, and we are now moving from Kansas down to Arkansas. I'm with my great friend, Father Stephen Gadbury. How are we doing, sir? Good, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Just got home from the gym, actually, so uh, I'm a little sore. But uh, is to be expected after what we had tonight. So, how is awesome. uh, how are things in your neck of the woods? Good. Monday is my day off. Usually, it's it's one of the three evenings during the week I get to hunt. But today, I it was a late start, so I said I'm just going to stay home and and tinker with bows. So I I stayed and shot, swapped some sights around, and I'll be ready to come Friday evening. There you go. There you go. And I already have some meat in the freezer. I understand, correct? Yeah, th- you know, thank the Lord, I've got three already. I got two does and uh, and a buck here in Arkansas. We've just got deer falling out of the trees. They're not they're not like Iowa or Kansas monster size, but last year alone there was two hundred sixteen thousand deer harvested in Arkansas, and those those trends are only going up. Um, it's a it's a state that often goes off the map, and so luckily, if before before november 1st i was able to get three in the in the freezer nice now those three what are we looking at dates on those okay awesome so the uh um it was um the um week and a half ago was a friday the night i don't remember the date Jeez. so uh the 16th maybe and the following sunday two days later whatever the, the date was i don't remember a week and a half ago the friday got my first doe um this following sunday two days later got a buck an eight point um about a three and a half year old and then um just last night got my first halloween deer got a got a fat massive doe nice got uh got a treat instead of a trick huh yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely here we're doing doe patrol from from day one we don't wait till the end of the season right well and with those kind of numbers there's really not a need to correct exactly exactly and 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 i love you know of course big animals are, are are awesome but you know you can't eat you can't eat antlers and uh um there's just uh i also understand my responsibility as a hunter the, the conservation side so um i i've got six tags for the year and i'm gonna do what i can to to fill those for for me and the the people the people that i love share that meat now your first Halloween deer, what kind of activity? Was that an evening hunt? Was it a morning hunt? When were you on stand for that one? Awesome. Good question, Evan. So I, I prefer evening hunts. They help me to just personally, 
I, you know, don't have to get in those details, but I, I personally like evening hunts. Um, last night I watched seven does for about 45 minutes, just doing their thing over a, uh, it was a, a large feeding area just at the edge of some really heavy timbers, probably 150 yards from their bedding area. Um, they came out and they just, they were just grazing. I watched them for, for, for a while and, and picked out the one I wanted 45 yards and, and took her. Nice. What, what time of the evening was that? Was it still earlier? This was a, yeah, actually, they, they came out. It was about 5 o'clock, which was an hour and 15 before sunset, so an hour and 45 before last last shooting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 um, also, I, w- I want to say this was, this was private land. I've done a couple public land hunts as well. The, uh, the, the deer have, have – they've been coming out if I could say 45 minutes or so behind what private land would deer, deer would do. Um, so on the public land, obviously they're, they're more pressured public land here in Arkansas is not pressured like it is in a lot of other States. We just got, we've got a ton of, of, of public land. Um, and, uh, so anyhow, all that to say, just plenty of the, 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 the does are moving, um, an hour and a half before the sun even goes down. And what kind of temperatures do you guys have last night on that? Um, last night it was low 60s, which for this time of the year is, is pretty cool for Arkansas. And the nights it's been getting to upper 40s, low 50s, and during the days mid 70s, um, which is right on par for this for this time of year. Okay. And is that is that weather going to continue to trend that direction? Are you seeing a little bit cooler through this next week coming up? Yeah, that's going to stay pretty 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 steady throughout the next week um as with most places anytime there's a there's that hard temperature drop they, they they move around a little bit more but mm-hmm. um e- even even after a week at steady temperatures when it when it's down in the upper 50s or in low 60s here at this time of year they're they're moving around now, now when you where you're at do you have any kind of ag as far as feed sources or are you on acorns or what's your what's your primary feed source fantastic question so in arkansas for for anybody that's listening you know we're we're here in the mid-south we uh down the eastern side of the state the mississippi river uh, runs the whole eastern side of the state is delta flat flat as a pancake ag areas there are some monster bucks. Um, Super rich. Just soil. last delta plane, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Just last year, there was a 186 pound or 186 pound, 186 inch buck killed with a longbow. Jonathan Moreland, you can check it out on YouTube. Amazing kill. Um, that was over in the delta. I'm hunting what is would, what would be considered the hill country. It's in the Ozarks, so the deer are a little bit smaller, but they are keyed up. Um, not quite like an axis deer, but, but they are keyed up. So a little bit smaller. Um, so these are definitely the area that I'm hunting is heavy wooded, uh, with, with small food plots, which would be like grazing areas for cows. You know, there's a lot of cows in this area. So, so they'll, they'll jump the fence and eat where the cows are. And then, and then, but, but the, um, you mentioned acorns, the, uh, the acorns this year, I don't know what it's like throughout the, the rest of the South. Good Lord. So many acorns. I've never seen this many in my life. So, so with that kind of food source and the, the abundance of them, 
what are you looking at for a strategy when it comes to finding pockets of those when you have that abundance of food and it's not it's not concentrating them in one spot they're going to be they're going to be out they're going to be separated in smaller bands and groups does that change how you're approaching your hunts especially in the evenings getting in close to bedding areas and food sources golly you got fantastic questions tonight so i'll answer this in two ways private land and public land because that's a huge that's a huge difference first of all i've got access to a lot of private land I've got access to tons of of, of, of of public land as well. So the private land, they're a little bit easier to 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 um, to watch, to track, to calculate. Um, as with always, you want to follow the terrains and so um, you know look for benches. I, I, what I'm doing is is trying to set up close to these these open pasture areas because I know they're going to hit there right at dark. Uh, the, 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 the buck that I killed and the second doe that I killed, I'm sorry, the first doe and the buck that I killed, their stomachs were full of acorns. I couldn't believe how many acorns were in there. Um, so I'm sitting up, um, 20 yards or so from the, the bedding, from the, uh, the feeding areas, like these open pastures, these meadows where I can see them coming, but I also, I'm aware that they're going to, they're going to hold up until dark just on the edge. So I'll sit there um, for the public land stuff. It's difficult between the, the hilly area and the Delta. I've hunt, hunted both of those, the hilly areas, they're a little bit easier because you can then look at benches, the, the, the valleys and the peaks and stuff, work those as, as you people, as you, as you normally would. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Delta area, there's, I, I, I don't know how to do that. Like it's, it's, you just got to look for sign. You got to look for trails. You got to look for, for droppings because it's flat as a pancake. There's no geographical things to, to follow that, that, that could, could, could set them up. Acorns are everywhere. Water is, is readily available. So it's basically boots on the ground. You got to, you got to know your turf is what it, what it boils down to on those, those flatland areas in the Arkansas, Mississippi Delta. So also with your with your herd population, the density of animals that you have being what it is, when you look at buck to doe ratios, and again, one of the big things in the Midwest is again, it's the rattling, it's the calling, it's the it's the semi, it's the western version of, of elk hunting, right? So we're gonna yeah. be active, we're gonna use decoys. With your population numbers on private versus public, what are you looking at as far as timing of your rep? especially coming, you know, again, being November 1st, and then calling type sequences. How, how vocal are you getting on public and your private access areas? Yeah, I am very quiet. I try to play the wind, play the shadows. A big thing here for these Arkansas deer is playing the shadows. There's so many. Um, so they're, and and there's, there's people all around, all over the place. So they're used to the smells. So for, for what I've seen, it's more about the movement and what they can see. You know, they're, they tend to be a little bit more patient with, with an odd smell. But if they see something that looks spooky or out of place, they are gone. Um, that being said, hang tight because 30, 40 minutes, they will, they'll turn around and come right back. They're super curious. Um, calling, I've actually on some of the hunts I've been on when, when there's been deer you know, right there that look calm, um, interested, 
does, fawns, bucks. Uh, I've just done experiments to see, okay, how do they respond to this call? How do they respond to this rat? What it may be. And uh, nine times out of 10, they're gone. Um, and, and so the, all that to say, the, the place I'm hunting, both private and public, they prefer quiet and still, you know, situations, any noise or movement, and, and they're gone. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate that update. Again, it's one of those things that, you know, growing up in Kansas and hunting Kansas and Colorado and these Western states, Arkansas is one that even when I was down at Mississippi, I never made it over and ventured into that area. So appreciate the update. And you said you've got six tags available and you filled three already. Yeah, already. And it's it was just November 1st. Now I didn't, I didn't get the hunt today. Uh, so your next hunt would be Friday then, right? Is what you said? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, good luck. And I look forward to uh, catching back up with you after that hunt. Thanks a lot, man. Take it easy. Absolutely, sir. It's a pleasure. Good luck. And uh, like I said, good luck, guys. This year, 2021 White Bow Hunting Rut Report.